1: of the world, Steve Fingers.
0: So, welcome to another rendition of The Podcast. I am here once again, always again, and brought to you by First Row Collectibles. If you're into nerd culture, if you're into sports memorabilia, if you're into wrestling memorabilia, please visit firstrow.ca. Use promo code THEPODCAST20. You'll get 20% off. Everything from signed wrestling figures to old WWF magazines to comic books to sports memorabilia, like I mentioned, signed jerseys, signed basketballs, footballs, whatever you want, they literally have there. And best thing is they update daily, so please visit them every day. And like I said, use promo code THEPODCAST20. And if you're into video games and books... Please visit bossfightbooks.com today for great books on classic video games. You'll find titles like NBA Jam, Red Dead Redemption, Resident Evil, and so many others. Everything you see on their website is available in paperback and ebook format, so please check them out at bossfightbooks.com. And if you want to support me monetarily and directly, please visit my merchandise store at tbopublic.com. Or scroll down on today's device. It's embedded right there. Click on that link. It takes you right to the merchandise store. I got everything from hoodies to t-shirts to travel mugs to phone cases. Anything you need or want, it is literally there. But the most important thing, the easiest thing, the thing everyone should do that's listening, especially now with all these new listeners I've had, please rate, subscribe, review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. So this week's guest is a luchador who currently competes for AAA. He is gaining a ton of popularity here in Canada and the United States due to his charisma and death-defying high risk style. He is a former Rookie of the Year and Chaos mixed tag team champion, Mr. Iguana. How
2: are you doing, buddy? Nice to talk to Canadians always.
0: Is it have you ever been up here in Canada?
2: Just like uh, the scale. I was going to from Mexico to Philadelphia and I did a scale on Toronto.
0: Oh okay yeah, that's exactly where I am.
2: me and another wrestler, so we spent like three hours there only in the airport but but it was fine. I like the the difference between uh, people in Canada and the United States, like the humor the the warmth. I don't say Americans are more uh, <laughs> more um, more dry but right. the Canadians they have like another kind of vibe I don't know it's like Mexicans and and other Latin Americans.
0: Well, and that's the thing. Well, and obviously up here in Canada, we have a ton of Latinos everywhere and all kinds of Europeans and all that meshes together. And that's what makes pretty much Canada, right? And it's, it's, it is awesome depending where you are because obviously every big city has their shitheads in it, right? You know what I mean? So depends where you are in the city and where you are in Canada. But yeah, mostly across Canada, we are pretty laid back, uh, funny and gentle people.
2: (laughs) I want to, I, the most, now, a guy I, I know the most of Toronto, it's uh, say hi to Rob Viper, if he listens to this. <laughs> there you He's go. He's a wrestling, a very important wrestling fan.
0: Oh, shout out to him. So, do, do you have any plans to ever wrestle up here in Canada? Is that on your bucket list, so to speak?
2: Oh, surely. Surely. Just as uh, soon as this. Uh, pandemic restrictions are over i can uh, go i mean i i'm working in the united states uh, with work and right now but right. i don't know if canada has uh, shows or stuff
0: you know what we're starting slowly to open up i've noticed now i think october i, I know there's been a few here and there but they've been more like backyard shows so maybe like 20 people tops but now other stuff is starting to slowly open up because i think canada's up there for vaccination right now so now the government's more comfortable in letting people do their shit again
2: Yes, uh, they are like uh, restrictions are lowering because people's getting vaccinated and getting a lot of work. Thanks God. And in the United States and Mexico, I mean, with not that much people like 50% of people in the arenas, but mm. uh, they are like uh, taking temperature and vaccination cards, sure, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. But things are coming back hopefully
0: well yeah let's hope so and keep it that way because it's obviously better and i'm sure you could attest to it to wrestling in front of a crowd versus with no one there right
2: yes i was uh, working on tv only tapings uh well still working on tapings on tv with triple with no people and it's working for the camera yeah. because the camera is are tons of people and mostly times and, uh, last year it was out the luchas it was a show when crowd you can but it was uh, allowed the crowd to be there, but inside of their cars. Mm. So you were working for the cars (laughs) instead of claps. You were hearing like like the honks. The honks. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. It was like street fighting in a, (laughs) in a traffic. So, uh, it was different. And when people now it's very warm, it's very happy to get different reactions. You know, that it was very funny because when you work at camera, nobody's cheering you or booing you. Right. And when you work with live people, and you don't get reactions like, okay, I've been doing all this thing wrong, but I didn't know
1: because
2: <laughs> I wasn't working with people. The time I started to do this, so then I started to do another new thing and did it with live people and people like uh, cheering a lot up, like wow, oh, they, they like it a lot. And like what? I like I never knew that it was going to be that impact because I was working without people on TV or on cameras, and people is very important. The crowd is. The crowd energy is very important for us wrestlers to manage, to go through, to get motivated, inspirated, and most of the time the interaction makes like the magic Mm -hmm. between the wrestler and the audience.
0: Well, and that's how you guys tell your story, is from the reaction, like you said, from the crowd, right? And if there's no one there, then you don't know if, like you said, per se, if you're doing something right or wrong, right?
2: (laughs) Yes. uh, For example, I have a like an interaction I do with always with a crowd that I couldn't do because when people were taken, no, there was no people. Yeah. I always, when I go to the stage, I have a stuffed pet lizard mm-hmm. called Jeska that it's my, well, it's my pet. And I always tro- <clears> throw it to the crowd mm-hmm. and the crowd always get it back. You know, when there's like a foul ball in baseball, a of home course. run, everybody knows where that ball is going to fall. When this time everybody looks where the the Jessica where Melissa is going to fall, and when the guys catch it, everybody's like throw it back, throw it back. <laughs> they throw it back. Everybody, it's like a, a, I didn't tell the people, hey, throw it back. No, sure. they know the lizard is part of the of the of the fight of the of the wrestling. They know it's part of the show. Exactly. So they don't keep it. They, hey, if they it's the a fan. Runs with the yeska You're not afraid of them now because everybody's looking who grabs the, the lizard. Everybody wants it's, to grab the lizard. Exactly. Everybody wants to be part of the <laughs> of the show, of the interaction, and uh, this is making like um, I think a new kind of style uh, interaction with people because we're coming from a pandemic that everybody has masks and gloves and yes. they if they touch and other things. They're like. A, sanitize them with alcohol or gel or, or something like that mm-hmm. and they like throwing in Jessica, everybody in the arena they allow the, the the pet smells like beer like pizza like popcorn right to rest their sweat and everything and they don't <laughs> care
0: <laughs> yeah no kidding times are different but now going back to, to the pelas how did that all come to be like throwing it into the crowd did you do it by mistake was it like okay i'm just gonna give this one to this person and they threw it back uh how did all the, how, um, and how did the fans come on board so quickly?
2: It was like the the John Cena effect in in One Night Stand two thousand six when he threw the his shirt gotcha. and then the fans throw it back to the ring. He yeah. threw the shirt. He <laughs> so one time there's a heel wrestler Rudo and they grab the lizard and throw it to the people. Oh, when they were when they were bad. I didn't. I was like very scared. Like oh no, Majesca. Right, and then the, and. <laughs> question of um, i don't know five seconds The lizard was again in the ring uh, like what the f- yeah and then he throw it back another part and in five seconds the yesca was again in the ring and people were popping up like what
1: <laughs>
2: and what what it's funny what it's very funny it's <clears throat> the lizard is called yesca yesca mm-hmm. uh, in spanish uh, the dictionary says it's an amount of herbs fine herbs um whatever can be like tea coffee oh, uh, really? cannabis okay. that it can be grinded to start a fire oh. but in urban slang mm-hmm. in mexico yesca is how you call weed like hey pass oh. me the yesca gotcha so what is very funny it's what people when i throw that yesca to the people <laughs> people start to throw yesca to each other they start to roll the yesca
0: oh my god that's <laughs> hilarious i love it
2: this, <laughs> it's like an inside joke about cannabis
1: right
2: and a lot of people don't get it till they're like hey they passing on the yeska
1: oh, i never my imagined
2: gosh. i never imagined this this joke will get like to that many people but then when you know triple a is on national tv right, right and the comment the commentary is like oh they to tirando la yesca de la <laughs> and i'm laughing my ass off like i didn't expect this to escalate like this <laughs>
0: Yeah, no kidding. Well, the first time I saw you wrestle was at last year's uh, Triplemania, And then yeah. I saw you again, obviously, this year. Because we don't get much AAA unless you go search and or you get it illegally because it's not streamed up here in Canada that much. Like You know what I mean? Unless it's like the big shows, like I said. So I only get to see you on occasion so often. And now that you explained the whole Yeska thing, and everyone knows, and especially up here now that cannabis is legal and everything, and everyone else listening to the show that I'm a big portrayer of cannabis – I love you even more, my friend. This is awesome news. Uh,
2: well, it's, I mean, it's like, uh, that's the reason I call myself like a green influencer. Ah. Because, <laughs> because I I have like two types of uh, of message. Right. The first and he, the hidden message is a green message because the people that know the potheads and the cannabis people right, right. Uh, can see all this reference. <laughs> For example, Mr. Iguana, it's marijuana without the A. That's right. And, I was uh, going to bring se that verde, up, Yep. Póngase verde, it's a saying in my city, Culiacán, when they say póngase verga, it's like saying like, get smart. And póngase verde is like get green.
1: Mm. So
2: people people understand it like uh, get smart here in Mexico. But right. if you read it literally, póngase verde means like light it up. The people don't get it. So <laughs> there's only a uh, small amount of people that knows about these jokes. And the other amount of people that doesn't know about it Mm. They like my character because it's more kid related. Right. They, ah, it's a stuff it's a stuffed lizard. Oh, it's so funny. And kids love it. So it, it's very funny when why is it called Jessica? <laughs> and they're like, oh baby, it's called Jessica because it's like Jessica without the A.
0: <laughs> love it.
2: So it's like Jessica, she's a she's a girl. Oh right. okay, Jessica, Jessica. So when they grow they're like, Oh, you son of a bitch. That's what you said. <laughs> That's what you meant,
1: right? But
0: then they're gonna like you even more, then, and then they're gonna come back towards you once again, and it comes full circle. <laughs> yes,
2: I mean cannabis. Uh, I like it a lot. The, the activism, but when I started to go with uh, children people, children crowd, right. I, des- I decided to do like a split. You know? I can do this activism, but doing like a very inside joke for them. Of course, being the green influencer, and I can do it in another part because. In my in Mexico, we are not ready. We we are right now, uh, like a week, some weeks ago, they legalized that uh, that you can carry on like five grams of oh. marijuana. You can you can transport it and stuff. Okay, but it's fair. illegal. It's illegal to cultivate and sell. You mm. need like um like a legal enforcing uh, paperwork, like three months of top. So, fuck that. Right. It's not like. A, in california or in canada there's dispensaries and everybody can exactly weed. so we're um, very 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 um, far from uh, legalization and most importantly uh, normalization like people can send can see uh, weed like a uh, medicine like a good thing uh, very very far because uh, mexico is a uh, population of mexico is very near uh, catholic religion yes so of course at, uh, about religion, about uh, no, that's I know. that's a sin. My oh, parents were pecado. like that. Yep. Uh, that's not good for the children. Yep. And so it's very hard to explain uh, uh, people. Like this is medicine. This is not for. Uh, it's recreational, but it won't get, it won't kill you and stuff. It can enhance your. Uh, Thank you. Your, for example, our athletes, high impact athletes, yes, use it for uh, for soreness, for uh, for disinflammation. They use it for, uh, for example, relaxing after some very rough fights. Mm-hmm. Um, the depression. I mean, how many uh, right. athletes uh, abusing substance? They uh, do suicide, or they get depressed, or they get uh, overdose. Instead of doing overdose, substance, if they would do weed or marijuana, they would be like all calm. They would be like more. Um, what's the worst thing that can happen? I mean,
0: exactly, munchies. you fall asleep. <laughs>
2: You fall asleep. You fall asleep, <laughs> You relax, and with other things you don't. So it's very hard to explain it. But I think I know. in a future, in a more bright future, people will uh, will accept this because it's natural, because it yes. can help you. But right now, this is my way of doing the message. This is a way to do it, the activism, and I appreciate when people are like, "Hey, I know what you what you meant with that." <laughs> and like, yes, wink, wink.
0: Right exactly yeah but do you honestly think mexico will ever get there
2: i think it will be because uh, we here a very very uh, easy land to grow i That's mean all true. the vegetables and the fruit right. they can grow easily so yeah. once it's legalized there's a lot of work that they can be um, given to people that doesn't have work all the people in the lands all the people um that the do vegetables and fruits. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things that can help if it is legalized. More about uh, not bari and recreational, no. Medicine, um, science of sleep, science of. Uh, with uh, the. How is it called? Hmm. Uh, the cannabis? Um, or you call hemp. hemp. The yeah. hemp industry is very, very. Uh, you can make very, anything. You yeah, you can make anything. It yeah. is very nutritional. The hemp seeds, I use. Oh, eat I eat it every day. Yes, it's very good for diet, yep. um, for using quartz. I mean, it's an industry that can help a lot of people. But, but um, it will get out of stock. For example, pharmacies that sells uh, uh, those antidepressants, it would get out of stock to the drug dealing that's, cartels. That's what I was
0: going to say, right?
2: That's the biggest. That's the biggest problem. The cartels are going to uh, monopolize this are going, because this is the main uh, income for them. I mean, they have other thing of substance, but but with they will hit, hit it hard. So this is the reason I think government is like mm, thinking about it.
0: Yeah, because that's what what came to my mind. Because if like for example, if I lived in Mexico and I was like, oh, I'm going to open a shop, I'm like, no, I'm not. Because who knows who's going to come after me if I try and take someone's pie or something.
2: Yeah, you're absolutely right. You never know, so it's better to hope one day it yeah. gets um, you. Never normalize. Yeah, you
0: never know. It's true. Well, I, I never thought I'd be alive to see legalized in my country, so there you go. <laughs> oh,
2: yes. Never never thought to be alive to this moment. It's that's so a, funny. That's, you, how, because that's why they say, what a time to be alive.
0: It's so true. Well, when it first got legalized, the first thing that opened up was the online store. So there was no dispensaries yet because people still needed to apply and everything. So by the time now, there's one like almost on every corner. But before, you'd buy online. So when I would buy online, it would be funny. I'd be like, "Oh, my new drug dealer is is the postman."
2: Yeah, <laughs> like, like you know funny. what I mean. Like a Seven Eleven. I mean, you <laughs> go to California or uh, Chicago. You know, those states that are legalized. And I almost amazed when I enter and I, like have everything very uh, specific and very work. Oh, these flower, right? And like what? And, and I'm from a country that when they sell on the streets it's like "Oh, this shit is being good it's it's called uh, it's called oaxaca cushions what (laughs) i mean uh, and now it's very normal for them to buy it's a necessary uh, i mean in pandemic it was very necessary for those people because your people were um, locked up big locked up since march since april what else you can do like uh, smoke uh, be relaxed eat that's the best thing you can do. It was a how you say primary necessity.
0: Yeah, it was a necessity. Assess- I think for some people it was for sure.
2: Yes, I think it was very good because imagine it wasn't if it wasn't a primary necessity, uh, people will got to get them illegally, and it will be more hard. Yes, and people will be more frustrated. Will people will be more anxiety taking other prescription drugs and. I will be
0: there. Yeah exactly that's the th- well that's the thing the big pharmaceuticals are the ones who are trying to hold all this back right it's not so much the government I think like for example here I, I, I don't remember how m- they made like billions of dollars last year on the sales of cannabis and it's like that's extra profit that's going pretty much almost all to the government
2: <laughs> exactly so the government's exactly. still
0: making their money it's the pharmaceuticals that aren't making anything anymore
2: yeah because the, they cover like the taxes I right? There's very different taxes in like, California or, or Chicago sure. or Denver because very expensive in some parts. Like what?
0: Yeah, no kidding. Okay, so now I want to know how come you never chose to don a mask? Why? Why the face paint?
2: Because I was very fan of um, Great Muda.
0: Oh, okay, interesting. Fan, I
2: like I love Great Muda. I like the how he painted. Uh, I love how he moved. So I become to. That I never like masks because they get you uh, your facial uh, gestures you can see it well. Sure. And for example, Eddie Guerrero never used masks. Yep. Well, like, he used masks, but he mostly don't use masks. Yeah. And you could see his face. You could see uh, all this charisma irradiating in his face. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he was not a baby face like that. Uh, no. <laughs> he, 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 you, you can like Eddie Guerrero. You can like that. So uh, I like it more my face without covering, I like it with face paint experiment that uh, Great Muta thing, and I was doing an animal, and I didn't use hair. I used hair like uh, three or four years of my career, then I say, fuck it, because okay. first of all, I was getting bald,
1: okay. <laughs> there and, you go.
2: And, and second of all, um, I would like to people to measure my talent by what I do instead of what uh, what I can bet because mm. in Mexico, they're like, right, well, how many masks or how many hairs match you have?
0: That's right. And
2: so as if I don't have it, it still means that I, I'm, I'm fucked up. Does that mean that I'm bad? Because a lot of Mexi- American wrestlers that are great don't have a betting match. I mean, of um, course. They have hair or they have masks, but they never bet the mask or the hair. Yeah. And then again, a lot of wrestlers in Mexico, when they lose their mask against another guy that is not as good as him, but he lost the mask. It's like, okay, so this guy is better than everybody because he has this mask and this mask and this mask. And they're like, "Mm mm-mm, that's not true. That's not true. It doesn't mean he's the best. He's better than him. Right. So I don't like that measuring thing.
0: Okay. That makes sense. That makes complete sense.
2: I prefer people like, he doesn't have any hair or mask, what he has to offer. I don't know, but he's in every show and he does (laughs) uh, different things. He's a different character. People always remember him, kids love him, and most of really? all, uh, that guy can be in any part of the, of the card, he can be in the first, in the final, in the semifinal. final, true. he can wrestle, he can fly, he can be comic, so it's preferred to be somebody that's different and unique than be the same thing as anything else.
0: No, I totally get it. And for people who don't really understand the lucha culture, a hair versus mask is like one of the biggest deals that you could do. And it's like one of the biggest payouts. And it's, it's like a WrestleMania main event if someone has it on the card. Put it that way.
2: Yes, it's a very important because mask and hair is the most important thing for a wrestler in Mexico. If you lose you lose it, you get humiliated because they take your mask, they take your identity in front of everybody. And oh, it has to say your name, that makes sense. your yeah, age, nice. where are you from. But there's like ninety percent of guys losing masks always crying in the ring because yes. you lose your you lose your identity you lose your uh, your secret and when it's hair uh, it's worse because they get you bald That's people right. see you bald it's like <laughs> there you go
0: I know it's so it, it's embarrassing for I me. I, don't,
2: I mean I mean I don't care but right. it's like uh, if I had a hair then somebody got to shave my head it's like Damn, this is this is strong because people are watching you on your knees getting getting shaved. It's like you lost and you get shaved. You get that you got the bad part of the bed. And the mask is like you never use it again in your life. And that's very hard. Very hard to digest. Imagine like I can't use this mask never because everybody knows who I am. Mm. And because of the rules of Mexico, you can't use your mask in Mexico anymore. Oh,
0: I see. So it's permanent. So it's not like here, like in North America, where if you lose somewhere, you could go somewhere else to a different promotion and you could still be that thing, right?
2: For example, Ray Mysterio Jr. lost his mask in the United States. Right. But these different rules there. If yeah. he was lost in Mexico, he will never use it again.
0: Ah, but in, okay. Makes sense.
2: But in, but in the United States, he can use it. And he used another name, uh, Rey Mysterio Jr. And he now Rey Mysterio. So they uh, changed like uh They change, I don't know. You know uh, the trademarks and names and stuff. True.
0: Yeah, no kidding. So, what is, okay, how about this? I know it's pretty hard because, especially in Mexico, like wherever you go, that's a big wrestling town, you see the vendors with all the masks. Like they might be legit, they might not, but whatever it is, you see masks everywhere all the time. What's some of your top favorite masks of all time?
2: Mm, I like a lot. Ultimo Dragon mask is very beautiful. Oh yes, you're right. Um, I like uh, Tiger Mask, That classic one is cool.
0: Yeah. Because with the of fur. The, the superhero.
2: Yeah. Um, I like a lot um Rey Mysterio's Mysterious Mask is cool. I mean there's variations with that. The old one, the Rain Mysterious Junior I like it. Uh, Psychosis mask I like it a lot. Mm. Um, uh, Mr. Niela mask I like it. And for everything, La Parker mask is always
0: the best. Well, yeah, that classical skeleton face, right? Like who else? Like I think anyone knows. Even if you haven't watched wrestling in such a long time, that iconic character. And like you said, you, you brought it back to like people don't want to know your age, what you look like, and you can live forever under that mask, right?
2: Exactly, people. Um, well, if they see you performing, well, yeah, road, of course, you see your your body, <laughs> yeah. but they will see how your face is, right? Right, so of you course. Live, you live forever. The legend lives forever unless they unmask you.
0: Yeah, no and kidding. They unmask
2: you, and your career uh, can be down, could be up. Um, it and the hair. Well, the hair doesn't matter because how many people have been shaved, and then again, they don't. Uh, they still wrestling. Ecuapera uh, Peraguayo was one of the best heels here in in Mexico, and he mm. had mask he had hair true and a hair versus hair mask or a hair versus mask his hair was one of the most um, uh, how you can say one hmm. of the most important hairs to win uh, the most how you can say when it's something something's expensive how you say the most valuable
1: expensive. the most valuable
2: hair or valuable in know Mexico okay. yes that's because not because he was long hair or it was not because yeah, yeah. it was it was him, and he was, uh, without mask, one of the most charismatic heels in the history of Mexico. And that's not because his father. His father had another history, mm-hmm. but he, Ijo Paraguay, he has another history. Perros del Mal, stable and stuff. Of course. And that's one example, right?
0: Yeah, no kidding. Well, what about yourself? Do you have any family lineage in, in Lucha or anything, or are you the first in your bloodline?
2: I'm the first one. I don't oh. know. My my family like wrestling. I mean, my grandpa was the one that uh, showed me wrestling when I was a kid in the TV.
0: Okay.
2: My dad liked wrestling when he was a kid, but he didn't like it when when uh, he's seventy year old, seventy three year old. So he liked it when he was twenty. Sure. When he was. He was thirty, and he was like a professional, in career, and stuff. Right, he was right. like, ah, the, those things are, the circus things are show. It's right. not like my times. He's one of those old school guys. So of course, he always likes like, oh everything is crazy, blah blah blah. So, right. It, ironically, he was very good fan, and one of the most uh, common arguments okay. of people hating my character yeah. are the are the arguments my dad has. <laughs> so my dad is the biggest. <laughs> My biggest no fan
1: of
2: all. <laughs> he, hates, he hates the newcomer He hates the this new style of fly-flying, uh, the character, the gimmick. <laughs> he likes like the brawlers, like the Times of El Santo, ah, Cory okay. He likes all that blood and stuff.
0: Because that's what I was going to ask. Because obviously up here, the lucha style came obviously after it was adopted in Mexico. But before, you just mentioned like the Santos of the world and all those lower base grappler type of guys. When did the lucha, like the high flying craziness start in Mexico?
2: I think one of the first ones that started to do that was uh, El Matematico. Mm. The guy with a white mask with numbers.
0: Right. Yes. That
2: guy course. was, uh, he was in a circus. So he oh, went out to the circus okay. and entered Lucha Libre and started to do all these flips sure. like this. There's like a, a move, like a slingshot in the, in the ropes. It's called a matemática because of him. Ah. So then Kungli, um these like Japanese-style ninjas started to walk in their robes.
0: <laughs>
2: I mean, there was a lot of influence also in Japan, like Ayabusa. Uh, of course. They started to do all this flipping. Yeah. So it was, wow, uh, in Mexico there's a lot of gimmicks and they can do all these acrobatic things. <laughs> and they started the high-flying and stuff. And it was um, a mixture of things, a mixture of special things. Ray Mysterio Jr., I think, is one of the most important uh, people in this, speaking of this style, because he was 13, 40 years old when he started wrestling. He was very thin and very small. He started to do all these high-flying things nobody does. Mm -hmm. So it was like, wow, I've never seen that before. Now there's a lot of talent, a lot of people doing this because of him, Mm -hmm. and mostly because his appearance was not as the other westerns. The other westerns were like big guys. I'm talking about that. Uh, Conan, I think about Cien Cara. The, all the guys were strong. I mean, Kanek, Kujo, and all those, those, those uh, that bodies. And mystery was like very small. Yeah. You see it in, in WWE. He's very small, but he can do all these fantastic things. Mm-hmm. So in those times, they didn't exist. All these high-flying things didn't exist or they haven't done it. Right. So he started to do all this stuff. Then it come. Uh, Mystico in Consejo Mundial here in, in Mexico, yeah. in Arena Mexico. Mystico also started to do uh, high fly things like very mysterious, but like giving it another spin. Mm-hmm. And he was he became an idol here in Mexico, an idol in Arena Mexico. So that th- th- those two were two booms, th- those two trending times for this wrestling kind of thing. So people started to love this uh, high flying. Stuff instead of the old school uh, blooding and gr- grueling, because they get people. I mean, children are sometimes they get like bored. Yep. So children get bored of seeing the old guys fight. Of and they go bored. Or like oh, they are rolling always. I mean, I mean other people like oh yeah, kill it and stuff, or, break a ball in his face, <laughs> all the blood, blah blah. Oh, you see the granny's like yes kill it. All the granny's right. getting um, getting very excited but kids are like they don't like it they get scared but now with gimmicks with, uh, with another style of wrestling kids can get entertained too i mean uh, in those times there was super raton super muñeco mm-hmm. Those was like very very family very family friendly gimmicks right. and that trio fantasia the fantasy tri- trio so kids can see all sundays this uh clowns and these characters from cartoons and they can get entertained and that's how high flying and cartoonish characters and comic things became a main part of wrestling in mexico even in japan even in the united states because one thing is lucha libre was a a sport for very important people in the 40s or in the 50s because the wrestlers were in the movies but now uh, it's more about uh, you go to a colony in Mexico and they all have like uh, 10 or 11, 12 show, uh, wrestling shows the same day because they're right. so big Mexico, you can get wrestling shows in every part. And it's very family-friendly. Mm-hmm. Kids love wrestling. Kids love luchadores. Kids love those uh, new-age superheroes, real-life superheroes they're watching. Instead of watching TV or starting watching the internet, they like to see it live. And now that's the reason... Wrestling is for the family. Well, wrestling is for the family uh, unless they take it to the uh, extreme matches. Even.
0: Well, but that's the thing about wrestling. It's a little bit of everything for everyone, right? And you mentioned a bunch of high flyers, and you should be on that list as well, because I was looking through some of your training videos, and I, okay. I don't know what goes through your mind or how you even think of being able to do stuff like this. Like, I saw one clip especially where you went from a rana into an arm drag. Like, how does even someone compute that? Like, I, I, what's your inspiration? Like, do you watch, like, old tapes and you're like, I, sh- I could add this, I could do this, or does it just come on the fly for you?
2: Well, that old movie special was a very old move. I trained with Barry, when I trained wrestling, uh, Lucha Libre, I trained with with old school guys Okay. and they like, Hey, I have uh, these guys that were very high flying and they do things like this and they give me ways to do it. And I started to do it. Mm-hmm. So, um, most of times when my style, I do all the stuff because I'm uh, very, very jealous of my work. I mean, I don't like to do, if I do something and somebody makes else do it does it. Yes. I don't do it. Gotcha. So if, if there's a show, and, everybody, and somebody, I don't know, those are Tope, I don't do trope I don't oh. like do the same things as people. Okay. So I, I had to do pe- things nobody does. Sure. The things, that, the things they showed me, the things they teach me, that were very old school, uh, nobody does anymore. Uh, I mean, people, uh, wrestlings right now... Uh, they get uh, the license very soon and they do only do like three or four moves. They do Canadian destroys and stuff. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> so everybody does the same thing. Yeah, but yeah. if you get like old school things and you get your uh, your style, you get your spice, I do it and then I do it like trying to be in my character in my gimmick. Mm. Um, I try to get, for example, Jessica, my, my pet stuff lizard yeah. because I hate when they, they give you the the shop and they stop they stop the hand and they grab the hand like sure like they they're getting with him to the ropes and doing and tricks I think that's very like um, it's re- really you're uh, grabbing his hand and letting him do you to you Yeah, but with Jessica I, I bite them so with Jessica I bite their hand so right. there's like the logic oh he's biting my hand ah, I can't I can let go and then I do these old school things yeah yeah that get people get the pub like oh very cool because nobody does it anymore and it's very easy instead of doing all that high-flying flippy stuff that I can do it too but w- when you have like 12 years wrestling mm-hmm. and getting hurt and injuries for doing that kind of stuff right. when it's not time well, then your body starts to pay factors so you leave and reserve that's, that high-flying and strong things mm-hmm. to bigger shows or, cho- or the moment, the exact moment that when you do that it's over. Give it uh, that value to your work, that credibility. Of what, what? are you doing?
0: Yeah, no kidding. Well, and that's the thing that everyone says about the high flying act. Like the most thing is, oh, he's gonna crash and burn. He's not gonna wrestle past his forties, whatever, whatever. What do you say to those people? And how will you adapt as you get older?
2: Well, my there is a advantage for me that I train Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, and I know a lot of. Uh, my techniques. Okay, so I try to get this into my uh, to my moves. I try to get it to submissions. Uh, mostly people don't oh, like in yeah. hot crowds. Don't like submissions. Like finisher moves. or Don't like uh, sure. submissions in the middle. So they they, they think it's boring. Mm. I can do. I love grappling. I, I I love to go to the ground. But people uh, get bored. They're like mm. oh, it's like MMA. They get in the they get in the, in the garden. So you had to. Try to get those submissions in the right moment and with that, with a different style. But those are resources. there are resources for everything. If plan A fails, plan B, plan B or plan C, why can I say to all those people that are um, and their style and they don't want to change well the people they start to say it to them or they start to uh, giving them work as soon as how they work what I mean. If they see you doing the same thing, one day they'll be they will get tired of you. Mm. But if you do different things, they will not get tired of you. True. I mean I watch uh, my my master, my teacher here in Mexico City, Skyre. Skyre is like I don't know if he's still, I don't know, he's he's now uh, he's old, he's senior. Okay. But not at all, he's still wrestlers. He's still wrestlers and he still oh, wow. teaches. Nice. He he teaches a lot of wrestlers. For example, that are in WWE, like Mustafa Ali, Cimaion. Uh, oh. Okay. I, I mean, a lot of wrestlers from America uh, sure. have trained with him because okay. his unique style. Mm-hmm. So um, he still wrestles and he still does all these things I never seen. And like when I was training in his training school, and like, whoa, my mind just been blown. I mean, I haven't seen this never. Even his most advanced students are like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> so, I mean, he can do it. Why, if he can does all all those things, I never have seen. Sure. Why everybody can't um, try to do new things? Never, people never exactly. get k- k- bored of watching Skyrim. For example, they watch a um, Negro Navarro, Solara, another wrestler that mm-hmm. they like chain wrestling, but they know what moves are going to make or what kind of match they're going to make. Of course. They know they're going to throw money and stuff. They're very good. <laughs> but uh, there's different because people know what he's going to do. But uh, with Sky Day or those kind of wrestlers, you never know what new thing gonna, they're going to get. And that's very cool. That's the thing I can do. I want to do this. Not doing the same moveset. I want to do moveset that people uh, don't say, oh, he's going to do it again. No. Right. Like, whoa, I've never seen people doing that.
0: Oh, that's cool to hear. That's cool. Well, and you mentioned it too. Okay, so going back in the 40s, luchadores were on TV all the time. They were in the telenovelas. They were everywhere. They were they were superstars. They were like Hollywood actors, right? Do you do you ever want to go down that path and be like an actor or anything in that realm?
2: Oh, totally. Really? really? Okay. Yeah, I love movies. I I studied uh I have a bachelor in communication okay. because I love movies, sure. but I specialize in radio, so Okay. Um, radio producing and so because I love music and love movies mm-hmm. and I always like it uh, the acting. I mean, I, I if I can do this, I mean I can. So <laughs> maybe not professionally, but I can do small things or stunts and stuff. I I've done stunts in movies, so that's a, that's a beginning. Okay. But go. yeah, I would like it, not as a rock or John Cena for example. <laughs> but, sure, but I can um, because my physique is not like them. right. right. I can be. I can be, like, another type of superhero, right? Like, people watch Deadpool and say, "Yeah, it's a superhero, but it's not the same. Yeah. I can be like I that kind of Deadpool, but of Mexico. <laughs>
0: <laughs> how about politics, like Blue Demon Jr., who I, I still don't understand how this was allowed, how he was allowed to run for mayor, if people don't know. There was a masked a luchador called Blue Demon Jr. He ran for mayor while wearing a mask. How is that even possible?
2: Well... I don't I, the, there was one wrestler, Samadonis, he always tells me like what's the deal with Mexico that everything weird and th- and random thing that happens, you always say the same thing. And it's the same answer I want to tell to you. Okay. It's, it's Mexico, there's no problem. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> everything everything you can imagine, like hey, oh, why people in the street us. it's Mexico. No oh my god. Why there's running mayor for Mexico, no problem. Mexico is very surreal. Very, very surreal. And my city, Culiacán, that it's like very up in the border, yeah. that is it's where El Chapo is, the yeah. biggest Sinaloa cartel. We had Maradona, uh, Diego Maradona in in the baseball, in the football team. Mm-hmm. We had, like, uh, very famous people there. I mean, like, how, how, how come Mexico is so surreal in these kind of things? And in other parts of the world would be, like, the most illegal thing or the most bad seeing things but in Mexico it's no problem it's Mexico
0: it's, it's no so true it's, it's so true why can't true. you
2: park why, why people can send uh, illegal things outside the arenas like uh, not licensed uh, shirts how you call it uh, when it's um,
0: oh like the contraband any... like illegal shit yeah.
2: yes not contraband I mean they sell shirts but they're not authorized guys to sell shirts oh bootleg it's about, uh, bootleg yes. yes there's like that's the biggest enemy of WWE in Mexico. The bootlegging. Ah. Yes, like For example, I go and see the masks they sell, although, so they're in right, right. I see a mask. I see a mask I once used in a video. Like, what the fuck, that mask? <laughs> I just, That isn't my mask. They gave it to me like a, <laughs> like, a, like a gift of a uh, restaurant okay, that yeah. made half Renant and half my painting.
0: Ah, okay. they
2: were selling it. They were selling shirts with my instagram photos that i didn't know i had right so you can't compete with bootleg here in mexico because there's no problem
0: oh my god that's hilarious well i've only been to mexico once but this was back in like the mid-2000s and now i I don't know if you you even know about this but there's this whole thing of canadians going missing when they would go to mexico on vacation for some reason this was a huge thing for a few years so i haven't been back like where where did i go i was in in puerto vallarta that that's where i ended up going
2: Tourist, tourists, um, the tourists, and the, that's those kind of places. Well, there's a lot of bad people in Mexico that are waiting for tourists to come and make um, frauds and See, those exactly. kind of things. But not like you're Canadian, you're going in. No, it's not like that. I mean, if it happened with bad people from Europe, people from everywhere. Oh, in okay. the world, so just it like just this. happened
0: to be. Okay,
2: it happens to be. It's like you're going to Bangkok or you're going sure. to Amsterdam. okay. Always, guys that want to scam you. So it's not like only Canadians. No, people, Mexicans, Canadians. It's just the part, for example, uh, the beaches, the Cancun and Puerto Vallarta. Right. They're more often related to guys wanting to do scams. Or, mm. Oh, you, you Americans come here. I'm gonna sure. I mean, it's very hard. It's very hard, but I think uh, it can be controlled. Or maybe people that it's traveling can get like warned, like hey. Uh, what, Watch very carefully if it's a scam or not. Don't trust anybody.
0: So, in your opinion, what's a good place for, say, uh, someone to come and visit and just go to a a resort or something?
2: It can be Oaxaca. It can be um, Mazatlán in Sinaloa. It can be uh, Mexico City, Chiapas, um, Guadalajara. There's a lot of cool places. I mean, Puerto Vallarta and Cacuna beaches, but they're very saturated.
0: Exactly, and, and that's the thing.
2: Very saturated about it. So uh, there's another destinations. People don't know, uh, for example, Oaxaca is very beautiful, the jungle and the type of food you get there. It's very natural. Mm. But people in Mexico, like ah, they don't like to go because uh, no internet, no Wi-Fi, or no, no uh, social clubs and stuff. They don't like that kind of trip. But for people that don't, that come from canada the united states with, with snow and all that kind of climate yeah To so yeah. go to oaxaca and get all that hot uh, yes. in the beach watch the blue beach without contamination eat exactly. different food very cheap i yep. think it's a very good experience because oh well uh, this year mexico my government made a deal with aaa and we started to do tv tapings in we know people in parts we call magic towns Pueblo Mexico right. okay there are towns they consider it magic towns by the hmm. government because they are very old and they are they mm-hmm. have very uh, a lot of culture a lot of food a lot sure. of uh, different kind of uh, animals and their civilization right. and they preserve it because they're like uh, buildings and stuff that are for years years ago and it's very beautiful right, so right. they do this to promote oh, nice. tourism
0: that's smart
2: yes but probably tourism so people may know this is Arco, or this is Morello or this is I don't know Right. so right. for example Triple Mania was made in well Arena Ciudad Mexico but Ray de Reyes Verano Scandalo were made in, right. in those locations to see and uh, know people oh. but you could see the landscape you could see the the monuments around it so that's very cool
0: okay that makes total sense now because uh, i had former guest on uh, hugo savinovich and i follow him obviously on the socials and i saw him posting about this and i'm like what the, that looks pretty cool and then i just never followed up on it and i, I didn't know it was like triple a related and it was tapings and stuff oh that's so cool yeah it's
2: like uh, pink floyd doing uh, that concert on pompeii with no
0: mm-hmm.
2: people. i feel like that
0: no, that's awesome. That's awesome. Before we get to the word story of the week, I noticed that you're an X-Men fan.
2: Well, yes, I like I like X-Men. I mean, just a, just some, like a month ago, I discovered that in Disney Plus, Disney, that yep. uh, platform, they yep. have all the X-Men yes. uh, old series. And in Spanish, because I laugh a lot, because oh, in the Spanish, okay. the Spanish, um, how you say it? The, the, the dubbing, the Spanish. Yeah, the spoken, translation. Yeah, it's very funny, and that <laughs> reminds me of my childhood, my, um, my generation childhood. I was born in 1988, Okay. I'm thirty years old, so sure. I was ten year old, twelve year old when I got to see X Men in Spanish here in, okay. in Mexico. So when I see it like, oh shit, I remember that. So it's it was golden. Also the Spider Man and
0: yes, those are classics.
2: The, the Spider Man. I'm more like a Batman guy, but. I like also the X Men.
0: Okay, because I was gonna ask, are you more of the Marvel or the DC? But I guess since you said Batman,
2: I'm more Marvel. I'm more like oh, okay. I always, I always from when I was a child, I like more the villains than the superheroes. Ah. I like more like uh, the Joker, Two Face. I like more Venom. And then in Dragon Ball, see, I love uh, Freezer. Freezer is one of the big inspiration of my character because it's a guy that has a tail, big tail, looks like a like a lizard. Yep. So. I like that guy. I like a lot of the heel guys. I started wrestling as a heel, but uh but people uh, didn't uh, <laughs> didn't get it. It's like nah he can be heel, he's very tiny and stuff. He's very <laughs> funny. He, he can be heel, he's very funny. So when I started to do the shows, people were like chanting my name instead of the of the technical name. I mean the the technical, the baby face. Yeah. Needs to be cheered, and the of rule course. of the heel has to be hated. But I, want, I, was, I wasn't hated. People didn't hate me. People were chanting my name. So, like, I'm a natural baby face, they could say. I'm a natural, natural uh, technical.
0: See, and that's the thing that I love about Lucha is you know it's – there's no gray. It's black and white. You know who the technical is. You know who the Rudo is. Like, you know what I mean? It's perfect. And nowadays in North America, there's too many of the cool heels. Like, you know what I mean? Where you know he's a heel, but he's just so good at being cool that you start liking him, right? Yeah,
2: that's the thing that Conan always says. that There are always heels that they like to – to be in the photos with the fans, yes, the photos. But that's not doing that. The real, the real heel like flips you over and stuff, right? And if we get back to uh, characters, for example, X Men, or, yeah. or Marvel, DC, those types of characters are the ones uh, that inspire to do another type of things. Sure, um, it's very funny because uh, we're talking about bootlegging, and in Mexico they love to do like gears or characters. Exactly, like Wolverine. I mean, oh, what? okay. I mean, Marvel Lucha Libre edition uh, is different because the names are different. It's like inspirating in that universe, but there's wrestlers like Homer Simpson, SpongeBob. <laughs> oh shit, man! I mean, why? Why?
1: Oh my god, that's hilarious!
2: Yes, they in in big suits like SpongeBob, and no, no, it's 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 awful how how we bootleg like things. <laughs>
0: I know, it's so crazy how, yeah, it's just like open market down there for that stuff. Like, that, like, I couldn't even believe at one point, now it's just it's just too much, so it's so hard, unless you're doing, like, so much of it, but even when the internet first came out, how they would monitor people streaming illegal shit and they would catch you. Like, that's how strict it is up here, and you guys are just out there in the open, like, yeah, yeah, this is this, this is that, and all this shit, I love it.
2: Yeah, it's funny, because I haven't seen, uh, haven't had this uh, attention media from since I get to AAA and get, and get watching a lot of people in a lot of places. Mm. Even in the internet, I had my career for 12 years. Mm. Um, and they started to follow me more about because TV, because AAA. Sure. So it's very fun. Also because I work a lot of shows in, in the United States. Mm-hmm. So I hopefully now with a working visa, I will get to be in other promotions, maybe bigger promotions, but I'll better of wait course. and see what's happening.
0: Yeah, no kidding. Well, going back to, to that whole Marvel thing, that collaboration with, with AAA, like, I, as as yourself a Marvel fan, are you biting at the bit to be one of the characters? Because, like, perfect character love- would be the lizard against Spider-Man, no?
2: <laughs> yeah, I would love it, but um, no, the lizard, for example, is heel and it's big. I know, and that's and the problem. It has to be more like, for example, Spider-Man will be one of the one of my top uh, picks, but Spider-Man already has a... Another wrestler doing it. Yes, but working in the Marvel universe, if they I ha, they haven't done it, I think because there's an, an amount of characters they've done mm-hmm. for the Funkos for the Marvel universe, like a, like Loki, Thor, a Hulk, right. a Wolverine. So but I haven't seen this one. There's a character called a Nightcrawler.
0: Mm-hmm. Of course,
2: Nightcrawler. And I like I would like to do like that version of of Marvel because I could do I like that it. animal and yes. I can be like in a suit. Everything like because I had to have a mask, I can't do the character without mask of because i I'm on mask, so as an unmasked guy, I had to be a mask guy.
0: yeah makes sense
2: if I was a mask guy, I could be a, an unmasked character but no mm-hmm. so but the mask is an important thing I would like to do it because it's, it's interesting to do another character it's interesting. it's interesting how a lot of guys working, uh, for example, spider He is doing all that uh, kind of spider gimmick and spider moves. Right. And uh, There's the guy doing Loki. That it's a, a very, very good uh, uh, technical, but mm-hmm. it's not being healed, and he's going to doing heal things. You know, uh, speaking in the microphone and stuff. No, it's very fun how they uh, put characters and to make this uh, grow.
0: Yeah, no kidding. Okay, ready for the worst story of the week, my friend. Okay. Okay, so, okay, how about this? What's your favorite uh let's go cuz I probably don't know any Mexican fast food, but let's go what's your favorite American fast food? My
2: favorite American fast food. because I don't li- I don't like um Wara burger I, I hate it right
0: now. Oh shit, okay. I
2: hate Whataburger burger because I live in Me- in Texas like 3 months or like uh so, what burger not? Burger <laughs> King not, not because I recently got like vegetarian. So,
0: oh, okay,
2: not vegetarian, but I, I'm a plant based sure. diet, so I, I don't eat a lot of meat in the United States. But there was, I like Denny's, it's not fast food, but it's like a, uh, it's like a, how you say, franchise.
0: Yeah, Denny's. Oh, I love Denny's. We have them up here, I too. I love Denny's. Yeah,
2: yeah, Denny's I love the Denny's best. going at the, I don't know, you will use. You finish the show, you're sore, you Ooh. you wash yourself, and let's go, Dennis, at 2 a.m. Yes. <laughs> yes, oh. pancake and eggs. Mm-mm. I love that. 2
0: a.m.? Oh, so. It's true. And then obviously you get as many protein as you want in eggs and shit like that, right? So it, it is perfect.
2: <laughs> Healthy munchies.
0: Thank you. I was just going to say, right? Because, again, yes. everyone needs to realize that you have to go – the whole reason why good eating is still expensive is because not enough people buy it. The more people who buy it, the cheaper it'll be, and then it will overtake the greasy food.
2: Exactly. Greece is good. <laughs> okay, Greece so. Is good,
0: this week's story comes from Iowa. So, are you, are you a McDonald's fan? It's one of the most popular li- ones.
2: I like it, uh, McDonald's nuggets once in, when I was a kid, when
0: I was a fat kid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I still love them. Don't worry. Kid, even now, it doesn't matter. But oddly enough, it involves someone. So, Okay, so there was this guy from Iowa. He, he went to McDonald's to order some food, obviously. So he ordered a six-pack chicken McNugget combo. He didn't get the correct sauce that he wanted. And I could relate to this because I'm just, I just like their barbecue sauce. I don't like any other of their sauces. So if I don't get the barbecue sauce, it's almost as if I can't have those nuggets. Just some, so I understand the frustration if you get a wrong sauce, right? It, it sort of yeah. makes sense. But this man took it to a fucking different level. He went home. That's when he noticed he had the incorrect sauce. So I guess he did like a walkthrough or whatever, drive through. He called the McDonald's and told the manager. That he was going to come back Not to pick up his sauce But to punch And knock out the drive-thru cashier And This is where it gets really weird He said he wanted to blow up that McDonald's too
2: To blow up the McDonald's?
0: Yeah, he was going to come with a bomb and blow it up
2: Jesus All because he didn't get the correct
0: sauce
2: Correct sauce? Damn. I mean I, I like ketchup but like well it's 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 common to be uh, like um, angry because for example in tacos sure I, I don't I don't eat tacos if I don't have lemon and like uh, oh. no, no like, you can put you can put some sauce and salt and right, no right. because I don't like I don't like too spicy things so I no I have lemon gotcha. if I don't have lemon I'm fucking angry so
1: <laughs> yeah
2: but
0: to blow yes. up a place come on
2: Ah, no, blow up a place now. I could yell people like, no, but blow up a place. Man, he must love a lot of that nuggets.
0: I guess so. Well, he obviously got caught because they traced back the call and he got charged with a minor felony of making a false report or claim of using explosives. So (laughs) I I just can't see. Again, here's a perfect example. He needs to smoke weed. If he was smoking weed, people who are high off weed do not do stupid shit like this.
2: No, they don't because they are more chill. Like, no exactly. uh, Well, give me a, give me an ice cream. I'll do this sauce. <laughs> like what? Yeah, give me that shit. Yes, yeah.
1: uh, yeah,
2: so we're, we're more chill people. We don't get like, oh no, there's no sauce, man. I know. So right? bad trip. Now we get. We order other thing.
0: The exactly. Punches, everything is good. We make the best of it. What I usually do is I have like this little compartment in my fridge when I get extra sauces I dump everything in there so if I miss something where I go and I'll just open that and I'm sure I'll find something that I could dip whatever I want in there so it's all good people need to have backup plans
2: <laughs> yeah there had to be like uh, if they doesn't have if everything goes wrong we can do this and uh, to get worried about it well that's me to get worried about it and have a second plan Is like oh shit but for food
0: yeah, that's I mean, true. I,
2: everything will be nice. If you do fighting even... That's, that's it. To blow up like, some place there I and there's people that want to work there or families.
0: Exactly, right? I don't I know. I mean, if you sounds... want
2: to blow up, I don't know, you go you go to the bathroom and your cough or something you <laughs> come down but... Don't blow the thing! Oh shit! It's so crazy. That guy once had the issues with his family. Or something.
0: Well, I'm sure he did. I'm sure he did. Well, thank you very much for being a guest this week. Plug your shit where people could find you. Anything you wanna promote? Floor's all yours, my friend.
2: Um. Well, thank you for inviting me. Yeah, and people can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Like Mister Iguana. I'm R dot Iguana. It's easy. It's the only one in there. In there. Like marijuana without DA. And you can see me on YouTube. You can see me on A, And I'll be, um, well, I work in the in USA. So, and any shows, if you want to see me, well, look at any um, of my social media and make, maybe I have a show near you. And oh, cool. Oh, cool. Thank you for inviting me here.
0: No, that's awesome. And for myself, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter under Finger Styles. You can follow the podcast on Twitter, the podcast app. Email us your thoughts, suggestions, comments, anything you want to get off your chest at the podcast app at gmail.com. Please rewind to the top of the show. Support those fine sponsors because if it helps them out, it most definitely helps me out. And please, the most important thing, two seconds, it's free. Rate, subscribe, review on all major platforms. One last question before I let you go, my friend. Tell me. Okay, you mentioned it. You're in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. So, are you an MMA fan? What got you into this? And would you ever take an MMA fight?
2: I, I was in MMA fights before. Like oh, two, two, of, two of them, amateur. Oh, but like, uh, really, I don't like M- MMA because it's too aggressive. Okay. The, the, the thing of killing the other guy almost in the cage, I don't feel like uh, okay. it would be uh, a nice thing. And the other thing is like you have to be very strict training and very mm. strict, like, wasting all rest of your life, wasting. Uh, and suffering because you suffer. I mean, I suffer in wrestling, but there's sure. a lot of cool things about it. But in MMA, you suffer, you suffer. And You lose, you lose everything. And in Mexico, when wrestling, you lose. That's a good thing. If you lose, you win. If you win, you win. There's no losing in wrestling. There's no losing in Lucha Libre that's because true. you have the fans, you have the energy, you yes. have the magic. And MMA don't. And Jiu-Jitsu, I like that it because... Sense. It's like grappling. It's like wrestling. When I, mm. uh, One of my coaches in Culiacán, when I was training, he was in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. He, he got me in that. And our master is an uh, MMA legend, Sean Alvarez. Mm. He's uh, an MMA legend. Of he course. He uh, trained us, and I like it. I mean, if I like wrestling, now I like Jiu-Jitsu more because it's most of the same. Oh, wow. But it's, it's different. One thing is tapping people out and wow. flowing as therapy, and another thing is breaking people's arms. <laughs> But I like Jiu-Jitsu, and also I like Jiu-Jitsu because it's a a green, wink-wink sport.
0: Mm, There you go. On that note, he's Mr. Iguana. I'm Steve. This is the podcast. Peace.